0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of the Big Chill Podcast, the well-oiled situation. Hey, gentlemen. All right, let's get right to it. Another big weekend in sports coming up. We have uh, two big football finals. We have the Europa and the Champions League. Uh, First, let's uh, see how you guys are doing. Sam, I heard that you now have a story to try
1: and up Eddie with your Applebee's fiasco. You wanna let everyone know? Applebee's fiasco. Oh, no, no, oh, this one last night, okay. No, I just uh, witnessed the police chasing some guy weirdly slowly. Like you thought it would've been like a full pelt run if there's a guy with a taser out, but um, no, they started reading him like mini writes and shouting how many volts a taser has. He then ran into uh, TGI Fridays, which is a restaurant. They then rugby tackled him and fired a taser into him at near point blank range. I, I'm laughing, the guy was convulsing and the restaurant the restaurateurs <laughs> clearly weren't delighted. But to be um, fair, to be yeah. fair,
2: TGI Fridays would do that to you anyway. So it's not, the yeah. taser uh, probably I'm... had nothing to do with the convulsing, but I did yeah. like my best part of you retelling that story is how you, you're like TGI Fridays. It's a restaurant, as if it's some like little artisanal restaurant near you. I don't know. Is it like a global <laughs> a place thing? I like to go I, on dates?
1: T- I have no yeah. idea if it's global. TGI Fridays. I've always yeah, just it's assumed huge. Yeah. it's huge. Okay, because they're yeah, yeah. closing down. Yeah. I mean, it's at least in America in the and the
2: United Kingdom and a few other places. Like we don't have them in 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 Paris, but actually, no. I think we used to have them. I think they're gone. We they used now. to have them. Yeah. yeah, they're, they're shutting
0: they're... down pretty majorly here as well. So I'm gonna have to I have to apologize to Applebee's. That would never happen at an Applebee's. I, I'm sorry. Also, take it back. This is
2: awkward because uh, this week's podcast is sponsored by TGI Fridays. Fridays. <laughs> <Phrase. laughs> Leave the tasering yeah, he, to us. <laughs> it works really well for us because the second episode of the week drops on Fridays, so it's just a perfect timing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like the guys, they this, taser in
0: their restaurant. It drops. <laughs> I was just gonna say, after listening to this, you're gonna be so excited, you'll be convulsing like the. Patrons at TGI Fridays, best exactly.
2: two-for-one
1: appetizer special on happy hours across the world. And with Mouth these government half-price, yeah, with the government half price discounts, you'll be convulsing everywhere.
2: <laughs> well, that's only for our UK listeners, Sam. Don't discriminate. I'm not discriminating. The rest of the world explaining. isn't getting 50% off their food bill because of their communist government.
1: Should have voted for a government like Boris's, then. <laughs> Next time.
0: And that... Next, that other soothing voice you hear is, of course, Eddie. How's it going in Paris, Eddie?
2: Yeah, I had a good week. Obviously enjoyed it. You know, the celebrations here, even with all of the COVID restrictions were still uh, pretty loud and boisterous. Had lots of people celebrating out on the streets, flares being lit, people celebrating late into the night. I think they had to, they had to call out the riot police in a few places to try and clear the streets. But apart from that, apart from the second or third or fourth wave, whatever we're on on now that will be caused by PSG's Champions League Cup run, it will all be worth it, though.
0: (laughs) Now, I want you to throw under all the PSG fans right under the bus. Are they some of the most obnoxious football fans around, do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, PSG are one of my most disliked clubs in the world. And it's not because I live here and it's not just because you're surrounded by them, but I've, in a couple of, I've lived here a couple of different times now, and between those different moments watched the transformation of PSG, when I first lived here, they were a mid-table club, and very few people in Paris supported them. They were mainly, you met people in Paris, and they would say, oh my dad's from Marseille, or my dad's from Lyon, or wherever, and that's who they supported. And then all the Qatar money came in, and they suddenly started buying good players, and really transformed into a sort of a, a, massive figure on the French scene, but also on the European scene. And now everyone you meet is a PSG supporter. And none of them acknowledge the fact they 15 years ago were supporting completely different clubs. And even worse, not only are they PSG supporters, they now have sort of Extreme hatred for clubs that they used to support because those are obviously still sort of their rivals. So PSG fans hate Marseille supporters. So even the ones that used to be Marseille supporters, now lifelong lifelong hatred for Marseille.
0: So do we have David Beckham to blame for this?
2: No. No. I mean Beck- <laughs> is this, Beckham.
0: Is, is this another reason for me to hate Beckham?
2: <laughs> Beckham might have been the tipping point in some regards. I mean, really, I mean, the point when, to me, they became unbearable was with buying Neymar and buying Mbappe. And that were just such colossal transfer fees. And the fact that they still speak about their club in a way as if, A, they, and look, every football club does it. If you talk to Chelsea supporters, they would have done it back in the early 2000s. I'm a Blackburn Rover supporter, and Blackburn Rover supporters would have done it in the early mid-90s. There's no difference in concept. It's just maybe in scale. But the fact that they've spent, what is it, nearly 500 million on two players, and they speak about them as if they are these kind of homegrown, particularly Mbappe because he's French, So they, and they had the 2018 World Cup ex- success. So really, PSG supporters speak about him as if, and he's also f- from the Paris area, I believe, but they do really speak about him as if, wow, this homegrown talent that we have. We just so happen to have to spend 220 million euros on him or whatever. But apart from that, he's homegrown.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So of course, Eddie's referring to the, uh, PSG semifinal win in the champions league three, nothing. And that was followed up by, uh, Bayern Munich's three, nothing win. And so now we now have the final set for Sunday, right? Sunday evening Sunday or Sunday early afternoon in, in the States. Uh, Bayern Munich versus PSG. Let's uh, just, I mean, we've been covering this a lot, I guess, lately, right? So maybe just give some quick takes who we think is going to win, anything we should be looking for, Neymar to cry.
1: I mean, at least it's the final. It's such a shame that the semifinals were as routine as they were because we had the exciting prospect of like Bayern Man City. And it's a shame that after some good quarterfinals that we were left with what were two really expected and obvious results um, Leon turned up for 20 minutes and then just got steamrolled. Um, Leipzig didn't really turn up, and to be honest, who would expect them against like PSG and Bayern Munich in the form? But it'll be a good final. Uh, I still go Bayern, I still think they're a better outfit. I think they consistently perform well. Um, they're going at about four goals a game in the Champions League at the moment, so my money's buying pretty comfortably, actually. I haven't seen the odds, so I don't know, Eddie, if in your preview you got the odds, but it's gotta to be the top
2: it- of. Off the top of my head, I think Bayern are four to seven, something like that, to win the to lift the cup. to win, yeah. yeah, and then to win so, just
0: outright. I think they were like ten to eleven,
2: yeah, something around that. So, I think that's probably those odds are fair. You can't rule obviously. You can't rule out PSG. They're you know they've got five or six very good to world class players in their team, and they have a few match winners. So obviously, if Mbappe or Neymar have great matches then who knows what could happen. And trying to contain Mbappe's pace is a difficult challenge even for the sort of most well-oiled back line. But you have to say when you look at Bayern, they have no obvious weaknesses. They're so reliable and consistent. And they're just kind of, I mean, it, its it's awful in a way because it's kind of, they fall back on all of the sort of basic descriptions that you would always use for Germans and they're this sort of well-oiled machine that yeah. works well keep,
0: its... keep talking to me about these this well-oiled no, backline line that, that Bayern no, munich's got no it's crazy excited how, here it's
1: it's crazy how, how often people do it like rio ferdinand um he was like to use the german stereotypes they're efficient and it's like everyone just uses it for german teams
2: it's tough, though, because in the case of Bayern, it's absolutely true. I mean, it tends to be true about the German national team. And at the moment, it's 100% true about Bayern as well. They are, they all know what their job is. They all stick to their tasks. They know what they do, and they do it extremely well. And then when you throw in the fact that they do now have a couple of you know, players who can break a match open, even when it's a bit stale, which is maybe what they've been missing over the past couple of seasons. And so really now, I don't know, it's difficult to see PSG winning because you have to assume PSG are not the best team defensively. Bayern always score. So you have to assume that to win this, PSG are probably going to need to score at least two goals in the, in the 90 minutes, to even have a chance probably of taking it to extra time. If, you know, so you, that's what makes it difficult for me to see a way for PSG to win. But obviously they are a good enough team that anything's possible, but it's, it is difficult to see the game plan for them. So
0: here's a question I was thinking that I kind of think makes the game a little more intriguing. Who, if you had to say who has the better top three players on the team,
2: probably PSG.
0: Yeah, I think that like, and that kind of, I think speaks to what the game could be, you know, depth wise, Bayern Munich clearly has it overall on the, on the, on the pitch, but if you have those three better players in one match you know again not an aggregate it's one match who knows maybe they, they strike a match get lucky neymar scores one mbappe scores one and they're up two nothing 30 minutes in
2: you know no, it's then, possible i mean i would def- i'll say this psg definitely have if you had the sort of top 2 i'm definitely taking psg's top 2 top 3 i might talk myself into bayern but obviously neymar and mbappe it's a front line that any club in the world would want to have and you know Mbappe is one of the most talented young and most exciting young players in the world as well. In a way, it's kind of it's easy to forget how young he is because you're talking about this player who has already had a huge transfer, has already won the World Cup, has already won the French league multiple times, and the French Cup and the French League Cup. And, Any drink in America yet? Um, probably only just. Yeah. So, but it is one of those weird things because he's been around for so long. You you do forget that he is still in the early stages of his career.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for me, i take Bayern Munich straight up. I think they'll win. I think it's a pretty solid bet, almost at 10-11. I I mean, I really hope,
2: because fans here, when you spoke to them before the quarterfinal, they were sort of cautiously optimistic that they could make the final, but most of them didn't really think that they could win the Champions League. Then they won the quarterfinal, and then atletico madrid went out and then it was like well we're definitely in the final now but if we've got to play city or Bayern, it's going to be really tough and we probably will lose and then now they're full-on into the oh neymar and mbappe are playing so well the team looks so good we're not even conceding that many goals we're definitely going to win and so to watch their little hopes get crushed is going to be very satisfying
0: Although you won't be able to enjoy it as much because they're not going to be out in the streets at the bars. I remember, the, I forget what year I went. I was there that was there in, in the Champions League and they were getting pretty far and the bars were just super crowded and packed. And then they lost and it was as if the world had ended and they just poured bars out of the still bars. Pretty, angry say, and belligerent.
2: The bars are still pretty busy. Good. The, well, the, the, the PSG why wouldn't matches There's are, nothing going on. Yeah. The PSG matches are still bringing the the supporters out i mean they won't be as because august is a dead month for paris anyway and also it's a sunday night so when you combine those two factors in it will be minimal damage but they'll definitely you know not far from me you got a lot of them out they've all got their flares and stuff that's definitely going to be going on
1: Are you going to be outside with your baseball bat
2: yeah i'll go i'll go to the bar pick up pick up my pick up my buddy and <laughs> hit, hit the streets with the baseball bat just clobber some psg supporters win or lose
1: Who's first? Exactly. Well,
0: Eddie, speaking of the uh, well-oiled machine, did you guys get a chance to see Ronaldo's vacation pics he posted on Instagram? Did you guys get a look at him in a
1: yacht with his his bros? I just wanted to be told I hate everything about the transition to this. I
2: I also want to clarify here. Yes, but only because you sent them to me.
0: (laughs) How could I not send them to you? Uh, so Sam, in in context, I'll, I'll I'll lay down why I sent it to Eddie. So he is in I don't know where he is probably somewhere in Spain on his private yacht with all of his friends and endless women I'm sure and he's just posting pictures up of himself in like a three inch bathing suit. So he put up one and it was like I forget what it was it was something on like like back deck of the yacht and it's him just standing there completely flexed. Like there's no one else in the picture but him just flexing and then his next picture is him like sprawled out on the side of the boat like, he, like he's a bikini model with the sun coming down and it says, if you could only choose one, this view or me, what would you choose? And That's his actual tagline of his own picture. He's married, right? Said
2: the thing yeah, um, I don't know if he's married. I think he's definitely in a long-term relationship with a with with a the woman mother with of his kids. children. I think yeah. I don't know because I, I
1: think married. I think the reason I took issue was just Frank saying "endless women," like <laughs> yeah. like the one in the relationship was going to be absolutely fine with it. It's not the it's
2: not the Phoenix Suns we're talking about, yeah. okay?
1: But <laughs> like some sort of like pit bull video.
2: But here's the thing: is it's to me it's hard to judge if it's a totally serious caption then he's a dickhead. If, and I don't, I actually like Cristiano Ronaldo. I, he, early in his career, I hated everything about him. But as he's kind of grown into this very respectable professional, I the more I hear about him and the more you read about him, the more I like him. If it is a kind of tongue in cheek comment, then it's a great comment.
0: No, see, okay, so here's the thing. If it were a tongue in cheek comment, I think it would be something more along the lines of how about that view? Like that would be funny. If you post up how about that view, but if you could only choose one,
2: give him a give him a break. He's Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's writing his Instagram posts in his third language.
1: Why don't we match rate? why don't we mirror the picture on the big chill podcast Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Well you take <laughs> See a what the version. response is. Yeah. Here's
2: yeah. here's the other interesting thing is. Take it to a whole nother level. Did he even write it? Is he posting his Instagram pics, or is that some social media intern he has hired who's managing all of his social media accounts? Oh,
0: it but wouldn't even he would, be an intern. I think it'd be like a whole company, probably.
1: I mean, that would but have been some direction. Do you think he's, right, you think he's writing like a marketing company?
2: Yep. I, like I think to he's writing the direction. They are. Do you- so you think he takes that picture of himself and he forwards it onto his agency and he's like, hey, like put hey, guys, this down. hey guys, good idea here. Which is better? He's like, well, uh, throwing just, just you know, spitballing some ideas for this post. What's better, me or the view? If you had to choose one, is it me or the view? Just like something along those lines. And they're like, all right, Cristiano, we'll, we'll do our best.
0: You know what, maybe you're right. Maybe it was a bad Google Translate. Maybe what he originally sent them was a great tongue-in-cheek comment where like in Portuguese, it would hit. They'd be like, oh, that guy's so funny. <laughs> Wait, do you think
1: Cristiano Ronaldo is putting it through Google Translate? Like whilst he's on the yacht with these endless women, he's like, give me a sec, guys. So just go, <laughs> no, like, no, oh, no, I just he's sending women. the email. I, I can speak these languages really fluently, but let me just check what Google Translate spews this out as.
0: No, the marketing firm is doing that. Okay.
2: Well, we'll have to find, we'll have to dig deeper. When when, when Cristiano's on the podcast in, we'll, in a we'll, few years. Let's start
0: we'll, with that picture. That's question we'll, one. Yeah. We'll yeah, put we'll it up and we say, Instagram account. we put it up without the caption and we say, if you had a caption in this picture, what would you say? And if he says the same thing, then we know it came from him.
2: <laughs> Either the that other, or he's just a robot.
0: <laughs> he could be a robot. The other part about that is how many DM responses do you think he got that said him with a attached naked picture? And I'm not even talking women or like it's both. I'm saying women and men. How and many include, do you think he got? Like, well, like we honestly,
2: least, we know at least Humans. one from you. So we'll start yeah, with Yeah, besides man. not
0: including me. So <laughs> subtract mine. In an honest question, how
1: many do you think he got from that picture?
2: I well, mean, I whoever's saw sifting when you send- through his
1: DMs, though, will be having an absolutely, like, have you seen that South Park episode where, like, Cartman is, um, h- what, hires, like, butters to, like, go through all of the hate messages he gets in his, like, direct messaging, and he just turns into this absolute, like, golem like person. I imagine whoever's sifting through Cristiano Ronaldo's DMs for that picture is going to be sick.
2: Oh, <laughs> sick? Or are you some, like, guy working for this PR firm who then, who then picks out the five you like the most and then you slide into their DMs and you're like, <laughs> hey, uh, just so you know, I work for Cristiano Ronaldo's PR firm. I happen to notice your DM to him. You know, uh, he doesn't want to speak, you, to speak to you right now, but if we hang out a little bit, maybe I can put you in touch. I'm not encouraging that behavior, by the way. I'm just saying I'm not ruling I it out. I feel like you
0: are. I, I and, and in like fact, there was, a, there was a similar Phoenix Sun story that came out that sounded like it was a pretty similar situation where a woman was in a room with a member of the Suns team, and then the actual players came in. So maybe this is what happens. The, the manager takes care of the DMs, gets the
1: first shot, and then, and then the team just goes Wait, in. wait, wait, wait. Frank, just tell me the story again for the Suns. I don't want to really say the whole
0: story because it's, a little, <laughs> it's, a, little, it's, it's um, a little...
2: It's a little... It's a little longer. expletive. It's a little graphic. We'll let so, our listeners go ahead and Google... Google the story, you'll find a lot of very explicit articles
0: about it. So basically, an Instagram model was on a podcast and told a story about how she was with a member of the Phoenix Suns organization, not a player, with them in a hotel room. And the players came into the hotel room and they all had a really, really fun night. In the nicest way I could have told that story. <laughs> if and you want to hear the really trashy part, part, she'll tell it to you on the on the actual podcast that she was on. all of them
2: had a lot of fun. At least eight of them had a lot of fun, and one by one, we'll put it that way. <laughs> 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 While everyone was present,
1: I think we made but this yeah, point it, seriously film. though. Wait.
0: Give me a number for how many DMs you think he got.
1: Of, well, I remember of specifically when you, of when you not just
0: DMs it, but like pictures back pictures.
2: When you showed it to me, it had like 5.5 million likes. Yeah. So I'm going to say it has at least 50,000 nudes. That's insane. It's
0: just crazy to think about. No. You know, like, how
2: Regardless. do you even go?
0: He, Sam's right. Like, does he even go through his
2: DMs? No, no way. His DMs yeah. are, A, can you stop people from DMing you? Like, can you turn that function off on Instagram? I don't maybe know. if
1: you're like a influencer maybe. level or something, maybe you can just prevent it altogether.
2: So t- my guess is if he has that possibility, DMing him is, is done. But he, if you can DM him, there's no way anyone is looking through the number he must get. Yeah. Or is it a is it like a double bluff and like no one dms him because everyone's just like he must get so many dms
1: and so he's just sitting is, there like and he actually he only gets like five yeah he gets like five
2: we, tonight we've got to dm him and invite him to the next episode of the podcast and he'll be like finally i've been waiting for years and no one ever dms me
0: he gets like five and they're all they're all basically you're such a loser <laughs> he's super Close depressed sitting at home in his mansion yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting to think about. It's got to be just five million likes on a picture is insane.
2: I mean, that's the other thing, too, right? Obviously, he's going to turn notifications off on everything because otherwise his phone would have just exploded. It would have yeah, just wasn't. You've seen
0: videos, right, of celebrities that keep it on just to show and the phone just like dies.
2: Yeah.
1: Wasn't there like a crazy story where it's like Dwayne Johnson or something gets like a million dollars a post? So whatever he posts on instagram just because of the amount of people the amount of influencers sponsorship it's like a million dollars a post
2: yeah can't that. i think the, one of the kardashians i think is even more than that
1: it's just crazy yeah ronaldo can't be that far off in terms of footballer profile like soccer i don't follow profile. him so i
2: actually don't know if he does that many paid social media posts whenever i see his stuff it's kind of just him so i don't know if he's ever doing anything but actually, while we are talking about social media and internet trolls and people DMing people, this actually brings up another the topic. The transitions. One. The transitions are, they are well-oiled. The,
1: uh, the, <laughs> like the, Ronaldo's body. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, just going do quickly, Eddie, just imagine like with Ronaldo doing it. Like, Imagine if someone like Jamie Vardy was doing this or James Milner. <laughs> like they're just uh, for a, a second, boat. I was going to ask,
2: like, are you asking me to put on a Portuguese accent now?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not asking you to do anything. But can you imagine these very like bland, English-looking people getting on like some sort of like really small boat in the Mersey in Liverpool going, do you like the view? <laughs> it's like, no, I don't like any of this.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's some Blackburn players coming up with their equivalents. But yeah, on, the, on to the topic of internet trolls, there is a Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles reporter who I think is like relatively famous for being a little bit of a troll on Twitter. And this week, he tweeted, I could maybe score a touchdown. I could luck into a home run. I could probably get two points in an NBA game. I could play hundreds of games of hockey and never ever score a goal. It looks impossible. And that made me think, what are the sports in which I think I could score at a professional level? And I thought we could, we could test it out. Maybe open it up. So that's obviously baseball, football, and hockey. I'd be interested to see, Sam, maybe cricket for you. Could you hit a six? Do you think you could take a wicket? Do you think you could score a goal in the Premier League? Do you think you could score a rugby? Uh, try an international rugby and let's kind of open it up that way and see what sports do you think you'd actually be able to have that sort of singular moment of success with at a professional level
0: so so i'll preface this by saying you did slightly mention this topic to us but to keep with the the flow of the podcast i blocked it in my mind so i actually have zero thought coming into this
2: it must have been hard can I get it was some clarification? Super easy. <laughs> yep.
1: So the expectancy is that you have done an amount of training to get to this point. No, it's or you. Is it right just now, me turning up tomorrow? You
2: being stuck on no preparation, and then, in addition, we're going to view it as a kind of weird make a wish. You're not sick. You're not dying. <laughs> but the idea. Sure, being he looks that- it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The idea being that your teammates are overly invested in you being successful. So it's not just you're another member of the team. Let's preface it that way. So if you are on an NHL team, they really want you to score and they're going to try and set it up. If you're playing in the Premier League, they're going to let you take a penalty if a penalty is a- is awarded. That kind so, of situation.
1: So conversely, the opposition team is yep. not treating me like a make a wish and they are the like this thirteen year old kid is the getting opposition it.
2: team is equally is normal, equally focused and are you sure they don't want to be
0: embarrassed them. so they're gonna try extra hard?
2: Maybe, but they they're treating you as if you are there legitimately. They don't know this weird scenario. They don't know you're this little weird thirty three year old make a wish kid. They think you are <laughs> They've <laughs>
0: but they've seen him. They think he must be when they look at him. Old, yeah, 30, but it's probably intimidating. You know, like
2: kid. Sam Sam Jones turns up on an NBA <laughs> three court. Three Sam Jones turns up on an NBA court. And they're like, this guy does not look like he should be in the NBA. So he must be amazing.
0: This reminds me of this actually is just setting the scene for like a um, a low budget like CW teen drama where the high school basketball team, the actors are actually 30 year old males that are playing on the team. this is the situation. so Sam you're in like one tree hill and you're the star basketball player. Exactly.
1: well and the camera is always like low down so it makes me look a little bit taller. (laughs)
2: yeah and you got to stand on a box sometimes and you dunk from a trampoline.
1: and you're clean shaven (laughs) so you look super young. Your yeah, kid. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go straight into this. The, the the problem with NHL is twofold. I can't ice skate. So therefore, I'm going to have a mega issue staying up, let alone. <laughs> what's, the,
2: what's the second problem? He said he was twofold.
1: Let, no, no, no. Let alone wielding like a stick, getting a past NHL level oh, play. Wait, 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 Back scoring. up. Back up. No, no. I got it first. I, no, no. I got it
0: first. I said it first. So Sam, your issue is you can't get it up and you can't hold the stick?
2: (laughs) If there's one thing we know about you, Sam, it's that you can definitely wield a stick.
1: Okay, one per podcast done. So Uh, NHL, I don't think, if you put me in the instance right now, the only way it would be able to be lucked is if I was somehow standing up and it was some sort of scramble and I managed to somehow slide on the puck and put it through the net. That's the only way I think I would be able to score in the NHL. All right, let's do it sport
2: by sport. So you've, you've ruled yourself out for our NHL. I'm going to also rule myself out for the NHL in spite of my history of Land Rollers. Thank you again, Land Rollers, for sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Despite right, the that wave. fact, my skating is just not good enough. I agree with you. So the only situation if I, I could even possibly conceive in which I would score in the NHL is like an empty net situation late in a game, but I wouldn't trust myself. Like if the puck kind of like broke to me, like halfway out, I'm I'm not trusting myself to skate before someone catches me, and then equally and without falling over, especially with the panic of thinking of the situation I'm in, and then equally even if it was an empty net situation and like somehow the puck was then passed to me. Pretty close to the net. I could still see myself either just falling over or messing it up. So NHL, I'm ruling out for me.
1: I'm interested in Franks. Yeah,
0: I mean, I have some caveats, I guess, or questions. Is is this a one game situation?
2: Let's say you get, have... you've got like, you've got a series.
0: I have a series, and am yeah. I playing a? The team that we're playing—they're another NHL team. It's not like I'm on an NHL team. We're playing yeah,
2: minor league. Yeah, team. No, it's not. Yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. playing like. No, 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 yeah, it's not like oh, you—you're on an NHL team playing <laughs> you, against a playing bunch You're playing another team of Make-a-Wish Foundation score?
1: players. Yeah. <laughs> you and you
2: haven't—you haven't, you haven't weaseled your way into some Make-a-Wish founda- like charity fundraiser.
0: <laughs> and the, my team is actively helping me to try and score.
2: Yes for whatever so in the reason i'm
0: i'm also getting like a lot of ice time
2: then as well yeah for whatever reason they have decided that frank duca scoring a goal in the next 7 games is the defining goal of their season
0: so don't they don't care about winning they could lose 15 and nothing but as long as i get that goal they've won in let's their hearts let's say
2: Let's make this as easy as possible for you to score. Yeah, they, they basically just care. Not to the extreme as if, like, there's going to be empty netters on their part all the time just so they can try and overload yeah. the other team. But they're playing normal hockey, but, but they are trying as if you were, like, a retiring player. Yeah. And there's this and, and, of, and
0: we've And, like, we've clinched a playoff, so we don't need to win anymore. We're the number one seed, five games to go.
2: Or you're terrible let's, and you're not let's in Let's do playoff. this for Frank. Or you're terrible and you're not in playoff contention.
1: Is that enough caveats?
2: Yeah, I think I can get a goal. I mean, I, I can play in hockey. Normal, I've, I, in normal, I've in like normal play, you're just yeah. like playing in the game and you think you eventually score.
0: Yeah, because I think the easiest way would be for me to just post up in front of the net and just and try and, that tip they just it. Come and
2: They don't just come and... You don't think another NHL player just knocks you out? I mean, lane. I
0: think they'll try and push me out of the way, but
1: I think I can, I can hold my own a little. Do you I think mean, I'm you're a dec- doing a discredit to the NHL because you think that you could just turn up in there and score like that against other NHL players
0: no because my my idea would be that they make a hard push they put me close to the net in front of the net and they just keep throwing it on net and either I can tip it and get lucky and tip it in or there's a rebound that comes out and I can just like smash home a rebound I think that would be the easy, I think that would be way easier to score than for me to kind of be on transition and be in plays and try and get like a one timer or a nice pass or, or to try and take it from the blue line and make a move and take a shot on the side, like by the, by the circle. I think that would be way more difficult. I think putting me in front of the net, I could decently stand my own. I mean, I'll get pushed around a little, but I'm not a weak person. I could handle uh, some push especially if if I'm playing like a third line D pairing, if I'm playing on the top against the top D, yeah, they're probably going to kick my ass. But I think eventually I could either tip one. The only downside of that is it's actually the, one of the parts of hockey I disliked the most was being the person who would have to stand in front and tip because if they shoot too high, you're just taking it in the face (laughs) and, or you miss the tip and it just hits you in the leg or the arm or anything and it's going to hurt. But I think that would be the easiest way to score. I think I could do it.
2: If you're right, saying so, yes. So Frank is a yes. We've got two no's for NHL.
0: Yes. And a yes. I mean, again, I played play. hockey for 15 years so I can play hockey.
2: All right, Sam, you pick a sport now. Is there one, which is a yes for you? Darts. Don't jump. What, what, what's your what yes it? for darts? What about darts? <laughs> Is your yes well, that you could win a leg
1: yeah i guess that's the problem like because my... challenge isn't
2: just hitting the board i i, I
1: believe all right could, okay yeah. no 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 i i think okay let's go for because well, if, the problem, if you're really. saying you could
2: win a leg in professional darts that's an absolute no I've okay seen so what's darts. the
1: what's the standard here because if nhl is the standard then what we're talking about here is like scoring a goal in the premier league yes. uh we are we are scoring a six, what in international level in cricket? Yeah,
2: hitting hitting a six in a in either a test match or a one day game, you can choose which you think is more likely for you. Okay. Well, but who is the I'm, test
1: match against? You can it choose it doesn't matter. Yeah, if they're international test match, players one the that are bowling ninety match. mile an hour plus at you. And I'm, I'm sorry, no, I, you,
2: no no because you're most I'm, likely to hit a six off a spinner, even if you're a professional cricketer. So you're you're picking you probably if you're trying to do this, you're 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 batting against you have got spin at both ends. And you're probably, you're hoping for like part-time spin. Like, could you hit a six off Joe Root? You know, that kind of thing. No. Obviously, you're not going to hit a six off Joffre Archer. We can rule that out. But could yeah. you hit a, do you think given, a, say, same idea, test series of so 10 innings, your goal is to hit a six. Every time you go in for some weird reason, Joe Root's bowling from one end and Moeen Ali is bowling from the other. Could you hit a
1: six? I think my problem with this is that we really discredit the quality of the other team. Like Joe Root has bowled out some of the best batters in test cricket at the moment, right? Kohli, those kind of players that Joe Root has taken out. So what I'm saying is, can I do something that occasionally some of the best batsmen in cricket at the moment can't do? Because let's be honest, some people may not have been able to do it. I think it's really tough to say that you're of that standard. I think not a six. I think there's a potential chance. But the thing is, you have to stay in with cricket. It's not like but a single the, ball problem.
0: Yeah, Eddie, that's, that's my question for this, Eddie. Is it if, it's not if he gets out, he's out? Or is it he's done. you get 100 balls?
2: No, if you're out, you're out. You've got 10 innings, but you're out, you're out
1: theoretically That's what you're saying i've got 10 balls against an international you bowler. Ten,
2: you're guaranteed 10 wait you're assuming let see your lack of confidence is spectacular you're like joe root would get me out first ball every time i
1: yeah I, I would say so if it's on the stumps he's getting me out 10 times oh so you're just saying you just don't think you can hit a ball i don't think you appreciate like having a ball what he can bowl a what 50 60 mile an hour yeah the sp- the not speed much spin not- but maybe some spin he's doing something creative with the ball compared to the level of cricket i can do and what you're saying oh, is that speak for yourself so i'm so i'm guessing what you think is that you can smack him across you can smack him so far out the ground that you're not even like close to a field of being in contention well you so only see a grizzly get bear swing a, bat. Hold a second
2: hold on a second you only have to get it just over the boundary rope i don't i'm not saying i'm gonna hit it i'm gonna t- take him over the stand or else it doesn't count
1: well well, yeah you, but, real, but, but you're gonna be influenced by the fielding placements right
2: i'm also gonna say i get to choose my ground i'm gonna play on a very small test match
1: so what's
0: you know, what's small so for people who don't know
2: some of the some of the grounds eight. in new zealand for example are pretty tiny they have boundaries at at, at at moments that I think are around
1: 55, 60 meters. Yeah, but that's again that's behind the wickets okay. at so the about two hundred You're looking feet. at about seventy yeah, slog, slog sweep them.
0: So basically, you just have to hit. You have to hit the ball out two
2: hundred feet. So you think you can in, slog in sweep some a in test some, bowler. sorry,
1: so you think you can slog sweep a test bowler?
2: So sweeping was never my strength. I still would give it a go if I was if I had a fifty five meter boundary to my to my left. I would definitely give the slog sweep a go and be fairly confident in ten innings that i would I would connect with it but i would I would personally for me, I'd probably be coming down the pitch and hitting him straight over his head and again on a relative wow. even if you say straight on a small ground, say I'm hitting sixty five meters seventy meters on a small ground, I'm confident that i' I would be able to do it in in ten attempts wait.
0: In ten attempts, and you can get out the the first nine, but then on the tenth one, you hit a six. That yeah. counts. Yeah,
2: yeah. But obviously, it's not just ten balls, right? If I if I don't hit the first one for six, but I don't I get, get out, I'm I'm still in.
1: Yeah, yeah. I get yeah, it. yeah, it's a minimum of ten. I, I'm I'm gonna say no with cricket.
2: For me, it's I a say definite, you. Yes.
1: I say you give me fifty. Yes.
2: Fifty innings. <laughs> no, fifty, just 50 no, balls. 50. Oh, 50 balls. You see what i don't balls, like about the ball what i don't like about the ball idea is that's basically turning it into batting practice yeah you're changing the and, format and that's like that's like asking me could i hit like a home run because when we let's switch it could i hit a home run in batting practice against a major league pitcher probably could i hit a home run in a major league game no way
1: i'm going no though
0: can i get like two days of practice
2: Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll say you get a week for all of these events. You get one week to practice. Let's okay, say.
0: because a week would be nice because I've swung a cricket bat once in my life.
2: And I took, Eddie, like I took
0: Eddie to town on it. I hit the tennis ball so far out of the courts yeah, that the they, had to to, the <laughs> wait, they had to wait, call the country. They had to call the next country to see if they could cross the border to pick the ball back up. That's how far
1: I hit this. Where, where was this done? Sorry, which so country? this
2: was this was post wedding, one v one cricket on a tennis court with a tennis ball and a child's bat that was broken.
0: <laughs> and that's how much more impressive it was—a broken child's bat. I hit it so but it's a tennis far. Ball. Yeah, that's
1: imagine not- if it were a real ball. How much
0: further would it went?
1: All right, I, I'm going to tell you one that I'm saying yes him uh, scoring a goal in the Premier League
2: because
1: you're assuming you could take a penalty. Yes. I, I think, and also just for clarification here, when I was like 13 years old, I scored a goal against Neville Southall from the penalty spot in, an, oh, in a Oh, you see,
2: this is what I dislike though, because you reverse, you, at one moment you were like, oh no, no, think of all, think about how Joe Root got Virat Kohli out. So if, if Virat Kohli can't do it, then how could I possibly do it? Now you're saying, oh, I once scored a goal against a Premier League goalkeeper. So then what should I, should no, we reverse but, that where we go? No, 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 no. Premier League no, footballer who didn't score against Neville Southall was no, just a absolutely
1: Premier terrible League. Terrible. A Premier prim- the, the thing is like a Premier League penalty is still fundamentally you versus one person, but it's in the Premier League, whereas fundamentally in cricket, no one, like Joe Root isn't going to go, oh, I'll do a 20 mile an hour P roller for you here. They're going to be the same aggressive balls with variations.
2: conversation for another time. I think you're overestimating how quick a 50,
1: 60 mile an hour bowler, is you, well, you seem to seem, he's not going to it's rush more, you for it's speed. variations as well but there's variations in it right of course you, i understand The ball will do more you have so to remember you t-
2: you're, t- you're talking to a former youth international cricketer here
0: for who? yeah sam sam before we get off cricket i want to give eddie one the reverse way all right eddie you're bowling for pick your country
2: oh, i mean i'll just take england
0: you can't take england any country but england Guyana. West indies Okay, you're bowling for the West Indies. England is down nine nine wickets. You've got Stokes and Root up to
1: bat. What a biz- bizarre ordering. What a bizarre. bizarre. I mean, they, I mean let's bizarre just say Nightwatchman. Somehow yeah,
2: Nightwatchman is allowed or, for the staff. Joe Root retired hurt and has now come back in.
0: But, but they're at top, top form. Okay. England's down 250. They hand the ball to Eddie Hewitt and say, we need this last wicket. Can you get it? So it's just time, me. Time is of no essence. So it's I mean, just you have no value. Hold on a second. So You're
2: it's gonna just gonna me polling so endlessly for 250 runs. <laughs> yes. Is fatigue a factor here?
0: No, I mean, if you want to say, okay, I'm not, so you, even if, even okay, if so Okay, so, okay, so a few overs, you you come out, but they don't they don't get out and they just keep accumulating runs.
2: Okay
1: um so eddie's tied up both ends wow
2: yeah so i think if again given given a week to practice again yeah i would say yes i could get them out i don't think i i wouldn't put it myself as i wouldn't put the west indies as favorites in that situation from a betting perspective but it wouldn't stun myself to get them out but i do also remember the last time i bowled which was um, going back now, I think three years, uh, and a I very much struggled because I I couldn't get my run up settled, and so I kept bowling no balls because I kept overstepping, and that was surprised me because that never was a problem for me before. But I just obviously I couldn't I just had no rhythm on my run in, so I kept overstepping, and I'd lost a solid twenty miles an hour. <laughs> so that was the other thing. <laughs>
0: So, okay. So, so they don't get to 250. How about how about this? Like, one more scenario T20 match, last over. England are down 35, and Stokes is at bat.
2: Hewitt has the ball. Yeah. Easy. Six balls. He's easy, easy. He's not hitting six sixes off me. He could do it, but six sixes he- off any bowler is a challenge. But you're not a real bowler. No, but (laughs) just assuming... You're a 30 year old living in Paris. (laughs) Just assuming I... Just assuming, again, if I've practiced for a week and just thinking that I could put a ball roughly where I want to put it, just with a bit of variation and kind of mixing, just because I know he has to try and hit a six, that situation is... If you told me he needed 24 runs, then he's the favorite. But 30... Having to hit six sixes... It just allows me to sort of try and bowl in an area where hitting a six would be so
1: tough. Problem is, you might overstep the mark once or twice by the sounds oh, of it, so you're actually... I'd, well, no, I practice. You're definitely better. giving him another ball, yeah. Yeah, I think you're no bowling.
2: Even with one free hit, I'm still confident.
0: I don't know about that. Sam, you, come on, you got to back me on this.
2: Sam's never even seen me bowl so exactly to that's, gonna, that's how little you've okay, bowled I'm, in the I'm, past i'm 12 gonna years. say i'm gonna say
1: one <laughs> thing right the the situation dictates that all eddie has to do is put one ball roughly where it needs to be and if he prevents that six it's game over see that's the problem it just needs one from him so actually i understand eddie's argument there but i'm more <laughs> leaning towards frank that you will at some point bowl i think more than one wide or no but well
2: here's the here's the other issue that you're, you're going to bowl one
1: wide and he's still going to take it over. you're going to bowl,
2: bowl 36 Here, here's balls. the other issue you're not factoring in if he doesn't hit the first ball for a six or even say the second or the third ball for a six for the remaining deliveries if i really want to i could do what the that i can't remember who did it the underarm delivery to just I could A, either do that if I really had no self-respect for myself, or B, I literally at that moment would just, even though I'm not a spinner, I would just take three steps in my run-up and just lob the ball towards him and attempt to spin the ball, in which case there'd be no risk of a no ball and very little risk of a wide, and anyway, even if he's hasn't hit a six on one ball he needs more than one wide now to salvage the situation so
1: as soon as he's not hit a six
2: you're factoring on him hitting about the first three balls for a six to really put pressure on me if he hits the first three for six i'm on under pressure
1: you have no sporting reputation when you go into this right yeah i'm sorry but they are going to come down the wicket hard at you (laughs) <laughs> this this ball is going everywhere <laughs> what the ball you would what need did, would be perfect and i no, no, not no sure wait hold on a second which situation, spin,
2: which situation are you talking to me about if i switch to spin you mean
1: well th- that was your suggestion right yeah You're but my, my it point up. is but if you no no my point is i'm switching to steps, steps you, No, no, no my going
2: point no you didn't listen to me i'm switching to spin at the moment when he hasn't hit a six so i'm i'm bowling my normal left arm swing to start off. But if he doesn't hit the first ball for six, then to make sure that I don't bowl a no ball, now that he ha- it's mathematically impossible for him to win without me bowling wides or no balls. At that moment, I switch to spin. I don't care if he hits every ball for six then. My only goal is to bowl five more re- sort of legitimate deliveries. That's it. So I don't mind lobbing up full tosses that he smacks out of the ground. It would it wouldn't be a, there wouldn't be a lot of sort of no one would be coming and patting me on the back and saying, "Wow, what an over." But I would walk what, off a winner.
0: What did Stokes chase in that last over to in the World Cup to make it the super over?
2: 14, I think.
0: I thought it was a little more than that.
1: It was more impressive earlier on because it was like 40 off. Yeah. Or Fifty odd off eighteen, I
2: think it was, or it was, something like that. In the, in the super over, I think they had to chase fourteen, and I think it's the same amount they had to chase in the. No, final not in over. the super. Oh okay. no, no, no! I'm saying. It, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think, I think it was that. the bo- I think it was fourteen in both the final over yeah. and the super over. I think.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, God, I I I would love to just see this. I would love to see that redhead on one end, and then Eddie in his short shorts.
2: I um, was like, no, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Like, no! no. The- you have
1: to do it in your short shorts. Oh, yeah.
2: oh the requirement here is that I wear my badminton yep. outfit in all of these sporting events. <laughs> yes. So let's flip it. Let's flip it to the next sport now. Now I'm. Can I score a touchdown in the NFL? I'm wearing my badminton outfit. This.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but you're wearing like a badminton. You're wearing it over the armor.
2: <laughs> okay, great. Looks
1: they don't call it armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying you're wearing it over all the padding.
2: Because for the NFL, I'll say yes, I can score a touchdown, assuming that I'm in a first and goal situation from like the one yard line, and and they give you all four. They're times. just handing me, handing me the ball, and I'm just trying to pound it in. And I might get killed. I might legitimately, some guy breaks through and absolutely just, you know, breaks me in half. That could happen, but I'd be pretty confident that I could just. You know, like if I knew where I was trying to go, if I was trying to follow the block, find the gap, I'm pretty sure I could run, like run it in eventually.
1: Would you go for like the jump over the, um, the line, you know, like a flip? <laughs> Probably not the first
2: time. I think I'd be too scared to do that in an NFL game. But maybe if it got down to like the fourth and final attempt, yeah, I might consider it.
1: Yeah. the arrogance of like oh i might not do it on my first attempt but the fourth i think i was chewing for the flip
0: i think what you hope is that on first or second down a nice hole gets created and you just walk in
2: yeah your line just wins totally wins the battle yeah. and you go in untouched because like that is, because the awesome.
0: issue is if you're on the other team and they've caught wind of this make a wish eddie foundation after first down they're thinking oh this is when he's trying to do it now he's stuffed the
2: line or it's reverse psychology right like you come in they don't know about this plan so you come in and they're like there's no way they're handing the ball off to this guy so that changes their play calling
0: yeah i mean you have to get it on first down because once they understand what's going on that middle linebacker is going to rip your head off
2: (laughs) <laughs> to me, the better question from the NFL perspective is: make a is, wish or not make? Because I think given allow allowing that situation to be there, obviously in a regular game situation, I'm a normal NFL player. I don't think I would be able to score a touchdown. Like uh, barring some bizarre situation on playing uh, playing out, I'm just not. To me, the better question is: Do you think you could throw a touchdown pass, even in a situation where they set it up for you? Like whatever whatever you think your most likely outcome is, and you get. A few drives, say, to take to try it from that. Could you throw a touchdown pass?
0: I, I, I think so. I think my issue would be my height. And getting the ball batted down
1: would be a problem. I think I could if I could throw like a really quick screen pass and then they just run forty yards with it.
2: Oh, so if you do none of the work and the play just plays? Okay, I, I forgot. I okay. didn't think about no, that. No,
1: no, no. If you're allowed like a, a first and goal inches off the line, I'm allowed a very quick screen pass for you. Yeah, yards. but I'm not.
2: I'm. I'm not saying. Oh, and if someone else comes along and like obviously I could throw a touchdown pass if some guy comes along and has the greatest catch of all time, right? Like I throw it five feet above his head and he just somehow leaps yeah. up and grabs it. I'm, I'm assuming that no one pulls off something spectacular in aid of your achieving this goal.
0: With enough chances on a good team. I think I could do it.
2: Yeah. I, I think again, similarly, I, I might get killed in the process. This is the other issue. Yeah.
0: that's, I mean, that's the other worry. Yeah, Balls exactly. being batted down and faces being ripped off. I don't want yeah. to be the next Alex Smith because I'll tell you what, I am not, sitting in that hospital room for that long to come back (laughs) i'd ask for the injection did you see
2: you see alex smith got cleared to play this week
0: he's playing i saw him already playing
2: on the field and that video where he was cleared to play i don't know if you saw that when his like family sprayed champagne all over him yeah and and admittedly he was in flip-flops so it's a little bit hard to judge but he was not moving and walking like a guy who's about to go out and play in the NFL. He was moving and no. walking like a guy who just had a very serious knee, knee injury.
0: Well, so you haven't seen him. I've seen him actually on the field. He has, first off, he has that sock thing on his leg, the compression thing. And then he's got like another device that comes up the back of his calf kind of, it's really weird looking. So, I mean, yeah, he didn't, when I saw him, I didn't think, man, that guy looks ready to play. I mean, he looked kind of like what you were saying, like someone who's still rehabbing and coming back from an injury. Actually, I got another football one for you now that I'm thinking about it. Let's reverse the situation. One-on-one, could you tackle Derrick Henry?
2: No. <laughs> Open field? <laughs> uh,
0: like, you're outside linebacker. He runs off tackle. You're coming down and, the line. And you mean, he's coming. When you
2: mean, can I tackle him, like, I am getting a hit on him or you're saying like I'm lining him up, but he could just sidestep me.
0: I mean, like the situation is he runs off tackle and you're outside linebacker and you come down on it. No way. What, what do you think happens? He bulldozes over you or he moves like he jukes by you. Sidesteps me.
2: Probably. He could bulldoze me if he yeah, wanted to. Yeah, he could do to, both, right? But I would, I would say, put it this way: if he, if he decides he's going to just bulldoze me, then I at least have a chance. Because you just grab an
0: for dear life.
2: Because at least if I hit him with enough momentum and I hit him in his center of gravity, if he's eyed me up and he's gone, I'm just going to walk over this guy. Then at least <laughs> at that at that moment in time, actually, I'd give myself a reasonable chance of tackling him if he's just decided to do that. Because I'd be confident that I can tackle well enough and hit someone in their center of gravity and take them down. But your rugby experience. Yeah, but if he decides if he decides he's going to avoid me altogether and I'm going to go full speed trying to tackle him, he is just going to like wait for me to get close, step to the side and I go flying and look like an idiot.
1: Speaking of well, rugby. Speaking of rugby though, could you score a try in rugby? Again, I guess the the we're setting a scene, right? So I guess it's probably international test rugby. The team is going to have everything going for you to score. So I guess you can pick your position, but I guess wide, let's just say. I wouldn't want to,
2: no, no, I would not want to be a winger to increase, because to be a winger, any opportunity a winger gets to score still relies on them being faster than a okay. lot of other players on the pitch Yeah,
1: I, I want want to be get what's the circumstance most likely for you to score a try then in international being rugby
2: the, being on the back of a rolling mall and basically me not doing anything apart from holding on to the ball and the mall pushes itself over the try line and i fall over and score i mean that's the way it's happening yeah so the question becomes like can they sub me on at like a line out you know and then they're just there it's all set up it's a set piece where i know i'm getting the ball the rolling mall is there yeah i've got good, good forwards in front of me so i feel confident that they're going to push their way over the line then yes you'd could score you'd if want I to be play- what
1: five out maybe i guess max yeah. I, you wouldn't want to be anymore because if it collapses you are getting
2: <laughs> yeah but if it's you're if you're implying like i'm playing in because here's the thing is i think i could score a goal in the premier league if you put me in for 90 minutes like I'd be awful, right? Like by, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I could like keep up with Premier League standard football or by, by any stretch of the imagination. But obviously I wouldn't get killed on the pitch. So I could play for 90 minutes. My team would lose because they have me playing. But either I can take a penalty or you just happen if I'm playing up front, the ball falls to me, you know, unlikely scenario, but the ball falls to me right place, right time. I tap it in. Like any of these could happen. In rugby, if you put me on the pitch for 80 minutes, can I score the try? Conceivably possible, yes, with the rolling mall. But I would, playing the 80 minutes would probably involve my death.
1: I'm just going back now. I've just started laughing at the idea of like you being on the pitch in the Premier League. And, you know, when they do the analysis on Sky Sports, where they start looking at. Like, like marking heat, and they do all the drawings. Yeah, when <laughs> <laughs> they show all the drawings, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> like Rio Ferdinand just be like, yeah. What really let down this team is that they put Edward Hewitt on Mbappe, <laughs> and he's Wait, been no, 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 no. Hold on a second.
2: School. Hold on a second. Why? No, no, no. There's no scenario in which I'm a defender.
1: Okay, where are you playing?
2: I'm playing up front.
1: Okay. So I would so, kill my
2: team because, again, if they did that heat map thing and they show like where you'd made runs, for me, it would probably just be like edge of the penalty area, just stayed hovering there. But
0: They'd call, they'd call him like the white Lukaku. Yeah. <laughs> That's who anyone no, would be.
2: Me and Lukaku, we could form a fierce partnership up front. Just gobbling <laughs> up defenders.
1: Half a ton up front. <laughs> yeah. You would probably still work more than Berbatov, though, if there was a heat map.
2: Oh, it probably would work more than Berbatov, just lacking his incredible touch and vision.
1: Ah, you suck so hard
0: on yourself. Yeah. The good thing about Eddie, if he did the rugby one, is he'd fit right in with the short shorts at least. Yep.
2: There so, we go. So I could wear my badminton outfit. I could outfit wear my work. badminton
1: outfit. England playing white, right? You just got to wear it tight.
2: And then I guess final sport that we'll do, NBA, could you, could Dunk. you score? Dunking we're ruling out. Could you dunk over LeBron? Could you just hit an open jumper? Is basically the question. Or score a layup.
0: Yeah, see, I think that's an easy one though, because if you threw up fifty shots in a game, I think you'd get one. The question is, could you score double digits in a game?
2: Oh, you wow, you have increased. Wow. So
0: what you're saying that do you think you
2: can? I guess.
0: No, I don't. I I think I could score. Once. But you're saying I mean,
2: guarantee. You're saying you're saying they call you out. They go Frank Duca for whatever reason. You're in the next. You're in the next game. You're gonna play all four quarters. You're never coming off. License of course now I'm in great shoot. shape to begin with. So License to shoot. <laughs> License to shoot whenever you want. Like if we inbound yeah. the ball and you're 60 feet away, you just just lob it up if you want to. Yeah, you that's what are, I mean. I, you're guaranteeing a that you're scoring and b you're scoring multiple times.
0: No, no, I'm saying I could score one. I don't think I could put up. Yeah, know So digits. you're
2: guaranteeing scoring.
0: Yeah, if I took fifty, sixty shots in a game.
2: But you know, there's another team trying to block you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we we'll the picks like, all game. But then again, all like game. going on to your NFL logic, right? Uh, after Eddie tries to get over the line first, they're going to know exactly what's going on. So after they realize that no one on your team is going for points except you, they're probably going to realize what's up, but you're guaranteeing scoring. Yeah. With 60 shots. Yes.
2: I agree with you that I think I would score in an NBA game just because again, I wouldn't want to shoot 60 times because of the, the, the you don't want Sam your percentage to look bad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, the, the logic Sam touched on, if I was shooting 60 times, then I'm going to have the best like, defender in the, on the other team just locking me down. Now, they might figure out, they might actually be like, actually, the him shooting hurts them more, yeah. so let's leave yeah. him wide open. That might happen eventually.
0: No, no, they're, they're anti-make-a-wish.
2: Okay. Then the idea of any NBA player just trying to play lockdown defense on any of us we're We're not touching the ball
1: but no call. No call but if in the sub.
2: in if we come on as a, if I came on as a sub and they ran some plays for me where I thought I was going to get like five or six open looks and I've practiced for a week, I think I could hit a jumper see
0: now, I think the move would be off an in inbound or something like that. You get just inside the three-point line, maybe. You catch the ball, turn like you're gonna shoot, and really sell the foul if they yeah, over- the foul are over aggressive. Yeah. Selling the foul is what's really gonna get it because then you're Ooh. at the line, and then you can probably get a point.
2: Or you just come in. If we really wanted to play out the scenario where you're most likely to score, you come in fourth quarter. Well, actually, well any quarter, end of a quarter when your team's in the bonus. Yeah. And, and you shoot. And, and the, you get fouled, like they give yeah. you the ball, you get, you get the like, intentional foul, yeah. and you're going to the line for two free throws. Can you hit a free throw?
1: Yeah, I, I think would take that a would few, work. but I think maybe I could. If there's no if pressure, you, you know, you, I just... Well, there's
2: obviously pressure. It's not like pr- pressure is in... Not as in
1: like pressure on me, just pressure as in like I have the opportunity with no interference, no one trying to possibly stop me of it going in. And the pressure think...
2: that knowing that if you went out there and failed, we would relentlessly mock
1: you for the rest of your life. Yeah, okay, now there's pressure, that's fine. I, I just had this amazing idea that of this 60-shot logic, right? Where like 59-shot montage of you just missing constantly, but then you getting the buzzer shot at the end, <laughs> just kind of like the throw up and it just going in. I think that would be no, a great I, I want movie. to
2: see, yeah, going back to the, Frank's idea of like the Disney movie or CW TV show, I want to see the montage of him jacking up 60 shots like Kobe's last game kind of idea just throwing them up throwing them up throwing them up miss just brick 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 and then it cuts to you like shows on the sh- on the like clock like 5 seconds left they throw it to you you drain it you you start celebrating fanatically it cuts to the scoreboard and it's like home team 2 points away team like <laughs> 123
0: Hey, if, if Airbud can do it, then I think we can score.
1: Make a wish.
2: <laughs> All right. And seeing, so I guess that kind of wraps that one up. But I did, we've had a few uh, recently, we've had a few guess, you know, like guess the player, guess the top five kind of concept. Yeah. So this week, I'm going to preface this by saying, I'm not sure exactly how reliable these figures are. I think the total sum is reliable because Manchester United uh, released them as part of their financial figures as a publicly listed company. But the actual individual breakdown of these, I'm not sure if they are 100% accurate. However, supposedly this week, Manchester United's salaries, the players' salaries, were leaked. So I have this list of every player in the Manchester United first team squad. Who do you think is the highest paid player currently on the books at Manchester United?
1: Ooh. Uh, so wait. Hold on, hold
0: on. Wait, wait, give me like five seconds here to run through. Ooh, this is tough. Can I ask I, I a have cool my question?
1: question. Sanchez. Question. Alexis Sanchez was sold, right, or was it loaned?
2: Sanchez has now been sold, so he okay. is not on this list. That being I said, think there are he other was. there are other players who are out on loan at the moment. So, for example, Chris Smalling is on this list, so he still is on there, but. Because Sanchez was officially, well, I think they bought his contract out, right? Something like that, a week or two ago. He is not on the list.
0: Okay. So, are are you asking us just for players that are on the the team now?
2: Yeah. With the okay. exception of Chris Smalling, I think he's the only one here. Okay. Well, and and for example, no, there's a, there's there's some other players, but none of them would be. Um. None of them, none of them are figuring in the top ten.
1: Okay, I've got oh, my pick. Martial, is he on the list?
2: Well, he's on the list, yeah.
1: No, he wants number one,
2: right? You just want number one. I thought we were like
1: collaborating for like the top i I'm just saying,
2: who do you think is the top paid player?
1: I think De Gea is number one. I'm going to go for a more recent signing. So Bruno Fernandes or Harry Maguire. (laughs) Maguire was my
0: other... Choice, I, I thought. But I'm going to go De Gea, I, just because it, it's I, I it's see. one of those ones where you're going to be like,
1: oh, De Gea. Uh. I'm going go to go Maguire. It is De Gea. Boom. Who,
2: who wow. According to this, is is earning three hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week. Wow.
0: And so that probably means he's earning about a million a save.
1: <laughs> Ooh, shade. <laughs> so what well, else, the who else? Who else is there? Then
2: who do you think is number two?
1: I guess you said Maguire, so I'd want to say Maguire, but yeah, I would. I would say Maguire,
0: or yeah, I'll, I'll go Maguire.
2: It's not, and it's a player you've failed to mention so far. It's Paul Pogba. It... Oh, duh, Yeah, wow,
0: three hundred thousand. Yeah.
2: That's an easy one week.
0: too. That's so easy.
1: Yeah, that was really easy.
2: And then you have a drop off. So um, I think next is Martial. At two hundred and fifty thousand, I believe, and then it's—is it Rashford? Oh no, Martial here is listed at one hundred and eighty thousand. Rashford, according to this, earns two hundred thousand pounds a week, two hundred twenty thousand pounds a week. Yeah, Harry Maguire's on two hundred thousand.
0: If I remembered uh, Pogba, I would have done well.
2: There's a few interesting ones here, according to this. Juan Mata, one hundred and fifty thousand.
0: And this is how
1: oh wait, uh, a month. A week. Jesus Christ. What What about about someone like Lindelof?
2: Uh, Lindelof Lindelof here is listed on £80,000 a week. Hmm. But I think I saw a different website for the leak that had him on over £100,000 a week. Yeah, he kind of,
1: for me, kind of comes across as one of those signings where the wages are probably really bloated for his quality at the moment.
2: I'm actually surprised at how low the sort of median salary is, to be honest. I would have thought there were many, many more players earning 200,000 plus. Uh. It surprises me with a few of them. And there's obviously a few, now there's some young players on this list who, there's, I mean, there's even some kind of like semi-established squad players who sort of surprise me. For example, Scott McTominay's earning 70,000 pounds a week. That's That's a very fair sum for someone of Scott McTominay's ability. But given how significant of a role he had up until fairly recently, it's surprising that he hasn't managed to get himself a new contract.
1: What about um, like the Daniel James Greenwoods?
2: So Daniel James is listed on £80,000 a week as is Mason Mason Greenwood.
1: They seem fair for the kind of situation they're in at the moment. I I imagine they're probably long-term on 80K and then they'll probably balloon up, right?
2: Phil Jones. £70,000 a week, quietly earning himself millions, just making funny faces.
0: All right, I'll, point, I'll, um, Mecca. I'll bounce off of this and we can do our top five, my top five. Top five highest earning sports athletes, 2019 to 2020. That's from June 2019 to June 2020, according to Forbes magazine. Highest earning. So this is this is earning earning, like sponsorship outside of it or just like wages or salaries, bonus, prize money, appearance fees, licensing licensing, and endorsement income.
2: Okay. Okay. I think
0: agent fees are not factored in. Remember that. That's important. Okay.
2: I think (laughs) Roger Federer was the highest earning athlete last year.
0: Roger Federer was. Wanna take a guess at how much he earned last year?
2: Some disgusting sum of money, like are we talking dollars here? Yes, American dollars. I'll say
1: hundred and ten million dollars. Sam, I was actually going to go for saying like two hundred million, something really stupid, like two twenty maybe. One hundred and six. Federer, number one.
0: Who's number two? Um, I'll guess Lewis Hamilton. No, Lewis Hamilton is not on the top ten. Wow. Ronaldo. The well-oiled machine himself, Cristiano Ronaldo. How many bottles of oil can he buy with $105 million last year? Oh, he
2: only... So wait, Federer only beat him by a million? Yep. Oh, that's going to piss him off.
0: Yeah. And number three is at 104. Oh, wow. Uh,
2: LeBron James?
0: LeBron James is not number three. Messi? Messi is number three with 104. Not as oiled, but just as rich. Well, not quite. What a slogan. <laughs> not quite.
2: And also, he's got all those tax bills to pay. So I know that this is not, not included in this list, but he's got some penalty yeah.
0: fees. To, Taxes to and up. agent fees are not included. I said it was important. <laughs>
2: number the, the, four. The thing, you see, the problem there is Messi probably read that a few years ago. And just saw like the rich list of athletes and was like, oh, tax is not included. And he's like, Oh, cool. I don't have to pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number four? LeBron James.
0: LeBron James is not number four. We've mentioned him in this podcast already. He's from Brazil. Oh, Neymar. Neymar. Yep. Ninety five million. Huge drop off right there. 104 to 95. He's making pennies.
2: That's so <laughs> depressing though. Yep. You could kind of tell me that, I mean, no one really deserves to earn that sum of money. You can kind of tell me that those other players do deserve it, but Neymar earning so close to the amount that those other people are earning when they've achieved sort of greatest status in their respective sports is depressing. And who's number five? LeBron James.
0: LeBron James Ah. is number five at 88. What's interesting is then you have LeBron and then Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and then Tiger oh, just Woods. Couple,
2: just a couple of forks coming in the top 10?
0: Oh, God. True forks. Couldn't give more money to bigger losers possible. Then Woods is number eight, I'm assuming because of all his endorsements. Although he won the Masters that year, so he probably got a good sum from that. Right?
2: Yeah, yeah but Still. it'll be just his endorsement deals, yeah.
0: And then number nine is quite interesting. Actually, 9 and 10. If you could guess 9 and 10, and I'll give you the sport, I would be very impressed. Okay, give me the sport. American football.
2: Number 9.
0: And number 10. Both American football.
2: Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Nope.
0: I would say the one who's number 9, I've never even seen in an endorsement
2: before. Drew Brees. Nope. Matthew Stafford. Nope. (laughs) So to think, of, I'm trying to think of someone with a big Aaron Rodgers.
0: Nope, Bronk. Nope, you're right. He's a QB. Brady, not Brady. All right, I'm going to give it to you, Kirk Cousins. Uh, he signed the huge deal, right? Highest-paid athlete in the world, and number ten, also interesting, Carson Wentz. Oh, that's depressing. Did they give that's any breakdown up. like for what that primarily is driven by? No, the
2: list, I, I mean, maybe the list. they do
0: I, on Forbes. I think they do, but I'm not on the actual Forbes one.
2: I want to see the list this year because it'll probably be. Oh, Lewis by, Hamilton
0: uh, was 13th.
2: No, yeah. probably be top this year. Like the, by uh, Kobe well, Bryant it just started his, Kobe Bryant with his insurance payout.
0: <laughs> Ronaldo has been never been number one. I don't think he's been second. Oh, he was number one in 2000. 17. And then 18, he was third. 19, he was second. 20, he was second. He must, must be pissed.
2: Be, must be tough.
0: Yeah. Poor well, his guy. yacht wasn't as impressive as I thought it was going to be. Maybe if it's we can encourage all two. of our
2: listeners, maybe, you know, go and buy a Cristiano Ronaldo jersey, just try and bump him up a little bit. Yeah. You he's know, running he's out of oil. He's obviously struggling. It's like when, uh, who was that, Kylie Jenner's uh, followers tried to make her the youngest billionaire. <laughs>
0: so like I thought you were going to say when... When, well, when they faked her company?
2: No, think, they like sent they sent her money and stuff, I think. I think people were actually legitimately sending her money to try and push her over the billion dollar threshold. Well, I like, kind of well, like those fundraising stuff
1: like that. Because she was valued know.
0: over a billion and then when they actually found out about her company, it was worth way less than they said it was. So then they said she wasn't a billionaire. All right. We should when also celebra-
2: when will these celebrities stop getting these these just depressing pieces of news?
0: Yeah, like Ryan Reynolds selling his aviation oh, yeah. company. It, what was it, six
1: hundred and ten million? Yeah. But it's not his, right? Like he no, no, like he endorsed it as backed by Reynolds. well supposedly like, sure he, he got- says
0: he says he was drinking it and liked it so much that he reached out and asked to be a part of it. <laughs> which <laughs> which is would cool. kind of be funny, I think. I think that would be cool. And I yeah, would love and- to have that much money where I could pick up a drink and be like, damn. This is so good. I want it.
2: But that's not what even money, right? That's not even money. That's the fact that he's Ryan Reynolds. Like, I'm yeah. sure they gave him. Well, I mean, we both have
0: the looks. He just has more money than I do.
2: Oh, you think that's the and fame? <laughs> <laughs> fame in to his me, world. It's really the fame thing, right? Because he did the like sarcastic brand ambassador role for them, which obviously helped yeah. them because I'd never heard of them before. So you can't deny the fact that he had a real impact on like, their, their brand value but I'm sure he probably gave them no money. They probably just gave him some equity in return for being Ryan Reynolds and speaking about the gin.
1: Yeah, Yeah. simply put, every single news about that, the first word in every news article was Reynolds. It wasn't about the gin itself or anything. It was just the fact that it was Raul Reynolds.
2: Like when he did that thing, when he gave his company email address out, I don't know if you saw that, like he had an actual aviation gin company email address that they gave to him and then he went on a talk show or something and he said like oh if you have any questions about the gin you can just email me like Ryan.reynolds <laughs> at aviation.com obviously people thought it was gonna be fake but it was his real email address and he crashed their like email server because they just got flooded with emails to ryan reynolds
1: we just need to get lucky with
0: this podcast how many right? we, how we many of those emails into it how many of those emails were naked pics
2: i don't know how many emails did you send
0: I actually didn't send any. Now that I know,
1: though, I hope it's still open <laughs> enough to crash a server. It must have been a lot.
2: Well, you're probably too late if they sold up. He probably his email address has probably been uh, been oh, switched shit, off. You're right. But uh, yeah, we just have to get lucky when when one of our very you know look. Well, you know we have several famous listeners out there. If you do want to reach out to us, the Big Chill the Big Chill podcast on Instagram just just DM us. And we'll consider giving you a stake in the podcast for you sarcastically endorsing us
1: around the world. And if, we're real. We, had we to... read our DMs. We don't get people to read our DMs. We read them all naked. Yeah. And to
2: the other listeners who keep sending us dick pics, please stop. <laughs>
1: you don't <laughs> Anton, have to. We, but <laughs>
2: Anton, we've seen it enough. You can stop it.
1: <laughs> we're flattered, but we don't need it anymore.
2: <laughs> Five angles
1: is enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was just...
0: All I could think of was Brett Favre with the Crocs. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, you've not seen a dick pic till you've seen uh, Anton sepia toned. <laughs> dick pics in
1: Crocs.
0: In <laughs> Crocs. If we had to, if we had to sponsor, if, sorry, if we had to, if we could choose to sponsor an alcohol, what alcohol do we sponsor? Not the brand, but like what type? What are we going for? Like a liquor? Are we like a rum? Are we a dark rum? podcast I think, we're,
2: I think we're a rum yeah
0: a nice smooth f- like spiced flavored rum i'll go kraken
2: yeah spiced rum i'm a I'm, I'm like a, a big kraken fan but if, if mount gay wants to sponsor us just reach out say nice things about you Casual i
0: also sponsor. loved in france the caramel vodka i love that stuff
1: that sounds terrible that's, that's gross is so good
2: it's just caramel syrup mixed with I know. really cheap vodka. shitty vodka
1: <laughs> i know wow what will All they right, come I up think, with these days
0: i think we should give an update to our sam the squid bets we now have two in running so sam the squid has got his his squid arms everywhere right now so if we do oh. hockey first <laughs> what an image <laughs> hockey first we actually have some series that have finished um so the lightning beat the blue jackets four games to one we both picked the lightning i picked them in four games they won in five not too bad the bruins won their series uh four games to one we both had the bruins i had them to win in six they won in five not too bad again I mean, <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, there's only there's not that many possible outcomes from a seven game series. Once you pick the winner, it's always going to be close.
0: All right, so let's just say I'm two for two so far, and so is Sam the Squid. Uh, we both picked Vegas to beat the Blackhawks. They won their series four games to one, and we both picked the Colorado Avalanche to beat my Phoenix or Arizona Coyotes. And they beat them four to one. And the last two games were an absolute. Yeah, they smoked them like yeah, seven-one. Right seven-one, I saw, it, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was six six nothing was the other game, or six one was the other game. Yeah, they were pretty bad. Um, so we're right now we are both four for four. So we've at least got five hundred already. Now, the deciding game. So the one other one that we both have is the flames versus the stars and we both have the Flames, and the Dallas Stars are up 3-2 in that series. So that one we could be our loser. Uh, but the ones that matter, the Flyers versus the Canadians, the Flyers are up 3-2 on the series, but the Canadians had a pretty decisive win yesterday, and it, it could be coming down to Game 7. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Game 7, which then you really have to give it to Sam the Squid because he picked the eight seed over the one seed. That would be a big one. I think I might the support other... the
1: Canadians now.
0: The other one we have is the Islanders versus the Capitals. Uh, the Islanders were up 3-0 in the series. I then came out and said the Capitals had no chance. They then proceeded to win very well the next game to bring it to 3-1. And people are already predicting that they could win the next three. That <laughs> They looked so good in that game. So I really hope that doesn't happen because that would be a oh, cause this is This fire. is you
2: off the podcast, right? yeah man the agreement me like if you the mind, lose yeah. the head-to-head if you lose the head-to-head against sam the squid that's just no more hockey talk yeah but if they come back from 3-0 down you're off I'm the off. podcast I'm but you done. have to sit silently and watch us record it but you yep. can no longer participate
0: yep and then the last one is the blues versus the vancouver canucks i have the blues sam the squid as the canucks the canucks are up three to two in that series and that is, is also a really good one. They were up 2-0, the Blues came back. So that's a good one. That's close.
1: This so, is dangerously close in a way though, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean. they're all pretty close.
2: We just yeah. didn't, we didn't know that Sam was a hockey savant. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's a savant, all right. <laughs> and then the other Sam the Squid predictions are in the first round of the NBA playoffs. And I actually don't have those up.
2: Um, so far in the two series in which we disagree, I think I'm winning both series.
0: What were they again?
2: Um, so we disagreed on the Rockets Thunder. Oh, the Rockets Thunder
0: are playing right now.
2: Yeah. So Rockets won game one. Game two But the Thunder are up at half. By how much? By six. Game over. Six D. But yeah that i mean that was always going to be a close series and the other series where we disagreed off the heat pacers? no sam took the heat i think Jazz was it jazz it was jazz
0: oh yeah jazz that series nugget. is tied 1-1 mm.
2: Ooh, it was always going to be the nba was always going to be close because the two series where we disagreed were like kind of toss-up series so it wasn't a situation it wasn't like the 1v8 that being said obviously the Portland's ahead in the, actually, the two 1v8 series. You got 1-1 one, one in one on, well, you got, no, you have both one seeds are one game down going into tonight.
0: Yeah, and that's the first time since, when was it, 2003 or something? Yeah. That both one seeds lost the first game in the first round.
2: And the record, like, for the Bucks because obviously they lost game one by double digits, and I saw that there's only been four times in history where, the one seed has lost game one by double digits, and three of those times they've gone on to lose the series. Wow! So we're putting it all on against the Bucks. We're laying the no. Bucks I up? think the Bucks. I think the Bucks will figure themselves out. But I mean, it's for sure. Um, like the the approach they have against the Bucks is right, which is, I mean, it's just the way the NBA has moved in general. If you if you if you are outmatched, just shoot a ton of threes. And yeah. if you shoot 43s, maybe you have a good day and you, you make enough of them to, to make it a contest. Like that's, I mean, and that's to me, why is the NBA is kind of becoming unwatchable, but it's the game plan to beat a team that's significantly better than you. The, the Lakers are gonna suffer that against the against the Blazers too, because the Blazers are a team with, you know, a few good three-point shooters. And whereas the Lakers have virtually no good three-point shooters, and you're putting yourselves in a situation where if Portland just is hot one night and hits a decent percentage of their threes, it's hard for the Lakers to keep up.
0: Yeah. So that's all we've got for the Sam the Squid. Anything else you guys want to mention? Sam, should we should we bring up another arc preview real quick to just see Eddie get worked up again?
2: I don't mind. We can we, do we the arc. To, we can we can do the arc preview. We have to
0: keep it quick, under 5 minutes. Sure. Let's preface this by saying for those who don't know why we keep talking about the ARC, it's probably this year will be the biggest horse race in Europe and in the world, I guess you could say.
2: Well, it's in the terms biggest of flat race. up. It's the biggest flat race in continental Europe, anyway. It's one of the races in the world with the highest uh, prize money.
0: Prize money. And the competition level is always Not the high. highest. Like the, but like one the, of the, the Dubai but. World Cup has a shit ton of money but what shows up there isn't always as great as what shows up to the arc yeah the yeah. arc no, the is arc.
1: massively
0: prestigious it's just and, and for the
2: distance over which it is run the mile and a half which is a a pretty sort of classic one of those distances that people want to have a classic horse winner in. it's kind of you know it's like being the 100 meter champion in a way in in sprinting it's that yeah. kind of same concept for horse racing And it's, it's probably the premier mile and a half race in the world at the moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then this year you have the potential for it being one of the best ever in terms of the horses that could potentially show up and every week, another, what seems like good looking horse says that they might throw their hat in the ring to go to the arc. But right now we have enable is, is second favorite. And Enable has won two out of the last three arcs and has looked decent this year. Gaieth. I think Yeah. I
2: disagree you with say? you on that. I think Enables look good. And the assessment going into the race against Gaieth was that it was 85%. If that's a true figure, if Enable was 85% in that race, Gaieth did not beat it that comfortably. I mean it, so But who's to say a-
0: Gaieth was a hundred percent? No one said Gaiath was a hundred
2: that's true. Oh, Charlie Appleby going into it said gaieth was on 100%. He was he was he talking he about was how good. Could... No, 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 no. good.
1: No, he no, said looking, looking good. No, no, he said it was looking
2: good. Yeah.
0: I say <laughs> I look good every day, that doesn't mean I look 100% every day.
2: <laughs> well, you got to oil yourself up like Ronaldo. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you got to get the view. But for context as well, so there's a, a pretty good meeting at the moment at York in the UK called the Ebor and um a couple of arc favorites i would guess definitely kind of top five in the betting uh love and gaeth uh both ran uh yesterday and today well wednesday and thursday and and and, and magical
2: you could you could throw in because magical was sort of up there in the betting so three horses who were in the top
1: six or seven in the in the betting all raced and suffice to say, Gaeth and Love. Well, we've had lots of chats offline, but suffice to say, neutrally speaking, Gaeth and Love did them, themselves. Um, they didn't do themselves any problems or a discredit to their betting in the arc. They they both have. I think Love's now actually gone slight favourite, probably pending in an enable run, and then Gaeth not too far in third favourite behind them. But um, yeah, we're split on this one, right, guys? Yeah, I have. I'm, and again, I'm. I'm going to say this when it comes
2: to my assessment of Gaiath. it's been the same forever, which is I, I have the utmost respect for it as a horse. I think it's, you know, tremendous and unique in, in the having a kind of really classy group one winner that wins races in the way that it does. That being said, I think there's a clear formula to stop it, but that requires big fields and a mile and a half. And, if it goes to the arc and it's up against a minimum of 18 horses but probably 20 22 25 in the field i just can't see it winning and
1: that's it's that simple for me
2: but if it keeps be running group ones against six five six other horses it will keep picking them off
1: to, to be fair most group ones are fairly small
2: i'm not disagreeing with you i'm just saying we're, we're talking about what we're We're trying to assess its chances for the arc i'm not if it goes to champions day and races against seven other horses over a mile two yes it's favorite no doubting that but in the arc do i give it do i think that what it is at the moment which is around five to one do i think those are fair odds for it in the arc no thing is okay so
1: say it goes off in the arc right uh big field but it jumps well and finds itself in the lead in the arc then what you're still not taking it oh it wins no doubt so really the the kind of clear There's field no thing that you're talking and about the big field thing is that if it's prevented from getting to the front but if it does no, get to the not front, at all. It, got to the front the it got to the front last run.
2: year in the arc and then and then when you listen to appleby and uh, buick talk about last year they basically have the theory that it went too quickly actually so they needed to go to not start as quickly as it did last year in the arc so not be as much of a front runner. And to me, that causes more of a problem. It's not about whether or not it can get to the front. I'm not saying it gets boxed in or something. Yeah, it's, it's more it's that, just
0: getting in that rhythm. It's, it's got to get having horses around rhythm. it
2: that disrupt it and yeah. maybe stop it from really because what they're now trying to do is get it into its nice, comfortable cruising speed and yeah. then using the acceleration at the right moment. And I think if it has three or four horses around it, finding that cruising speed is going to going to be just having it challenged for the lead and maybe it goes a bit too quickly then because it tries to get out front maybe it gets held up a little bit so it's not quite in the rhythm that it wants to be in either way will disrupt it
0: yeah i, I mean I, I guess that is the worry and the ground is a little bit of a worry obviously as well but i think the last few races it hasn't had that need to super jump out and even the, this race here it kind of just looked like it naturally caught its pace and caught us everything. And and I agree if there are horses in the way, that's going to be an issue for it to hit its its rhythm, and its pace. But I think given how well it's looked, I don't think five to one is short on that horse. I mean, if it gets into, if it has the chance to get into its room and get into its pace, I don't think Enable could beat it. I think Love could beat it. I think Love could maybe pick it off at the end with a good ride. I mean, Love has the benefit. It has the greatest jockey in the history of jockeys. But, I mean, so he's going to be timing that, that perfectly with Ryan Moore. But I, I don't think Enable will be able to, if Gaeth runs its race and is allowed to run its race, I don't think Enable can catch it.
2: It's so dismissive of a horse that basically – Of a horse that's six years old now. Yeah. yeah, but still went still, okay, in its first race of the year – Looked all right against Gaius in, in, what was that, the Eclipse? Was that where they had it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, But fundamentally ran a good race, wasn't beaten by far. I mean, arguably, uh, I mean, up until now, the closest horse to Gaius so far, right? Nothing has come closer than Enable did in the Eclipse. So you factor that in. It's just very dismissive of a horse. Okay, which is maybe slightly past its prime, but still fundamentally has won two arcs finished second in the arc last year, must have been 20, 30 lengths in front of Gaieth last year. And I know we, I spoke to this about Sam earlier, using those lengths, it's, it's misleading because obviously yeah. Gaieth wasn't ridden hard to the line once its chances of winning were gone. But it still means that realistically, based on that, you'd have to say that it's got 10 lengths to find. It's not an insignificant di- I, bit of form to overturn.
1: I, I I, personally think that you look at the form this year, like the most recent form, and you know for a fact that Buick would have learned they would have learned what to do with the horse compared to last year's arc. They would have had the beating of Enable. They've had three pretty perfect rides this year, right? On Gaiath, you've got to say, whereas Enable, yeah. I mean, still, you know, 85% ready fine, then pretty poor version of the King George, it wins. So it would be interested to see what it does before it's next. Uh, you said it was going to Kempton, right? I believe so, yeah, that's the game. So, I mean, I, I, I
0: understand where Eddie's coming from with the Ark being a big field and it being an issue.
2: And but it's gonna be if, soft ground, right? It's, it's almost certainly gonna be, it's Paris well, in I've, October. I've
0: actually heard that that's a very big misconception that the Ark always has soft ground and it actually turns out to be pretty even ground. It turns out to be usually good. That the soft ground idea of from? the arc. What a racing hear post this podcast.
2: Because all I can say is I've been to a lot of arcs. No, because that's recent...
0: that's what everyone says, but
2: no, but all I can say is actually I've been to, not. I've been to a decent number of arcs and I've I've been to in recent years all all but one in the last, I guess, six or seven years. And in the, and I would say in the last six or seven years, it's been raining in the, on the Saturday and the Sunday <laughs> all but once. So it's never been, I agree with you, it's probably, the misconception might be that the ground is worse than it is. It's definitely rarely heavy, but it's not like it's going to be going, turning up there and it's going to be good. It's to not going to be firm, yeah. And it's a yeah. nice sunny day in Paris. It's, it's probably going to be yeah, miserable maybe it will weather. Be. It, just, maybe. it just went on a
0: fairly
1: soft side, right, at York though.
0: But I I just hope all three turn out. I hope
1: Love, Gaeth, and Enable turn out. And I hope Gaeth
0: gets a decent run because it'll just be super exciting.
1: Yeah, I I think that's something I'd really be excited for, regardless of, you know, where my leanings are and everything. The fact that you've got a horse that runs at the front, you've got got an acceleration of someone like Love that just the second the jockey asks for something, he gets it. And then you've got Enable, which has just got such a pedigree of that exact distance being so good at it. I just think if all three turn up, and that's the race that's run, and they all get a true race as well. They get a true line; they're not boxed in, they're not hampered or anything. That's 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 fantastic. That's such a good thing to look forward.
2: And that's why we're also overlooking it, which is the real thing. It's not turning up, so we can we can preview the odds, but five to one when you're not getting uh, any non-runner insurance
1: is are awful odds. No, no, no. I'm getting well, non-runner money to... back on the ante-post. Really yeah yeah i think bet 365 i do not nice. run a money back uh, i'll check but i'm i'm pretty sure there's quite a few on the on the bigger races for on Archipose. the bigger races
2: in england they often do it i would be yeah. surprised if they're doing it on the arc
1: I, i'll be curious i'll check but uh, fair points about like charlie appleby etc but they're not they're not saying no they're not saying yes but fundamentally if it's a yes i still rate it i'm not all right well we'll have to wait and see for that one all right Well, that's a wrap, boys <laughs> I'll see you guys later See you. Cheerio.